This podcast is presented to you by Pastors Tom and Bonnie DeShal from Celebration Church in Harare, Zimbabwe. For more information, please visit celebrationmen.org. Somebody say, my life will never, ever be the same again. Now put some air and some confidence and some finality and say, my life will never, ever be the same again. In Jesus' name. Look for one, two people, give them a high five, tell them you are my witness. Tell somebody you are my witness, you are my witness, you are my witness. This is a great day, and I want to honor the angel of the house, the apostle in the house, the father of the house, Pastor Tom and Barney Duchel. It's a great honor for me to be here tonight to celebrate Africa Day together with you and together with this family. It's also a great joy for me to be in the presence of the Lord upon this altar. Because the Lord is in the house. I said the Lord is in the house. And I would like to welcome all of you who are watching on television all over the world. Those of you who are watching through the internet. I want to say to you, this could be the night that you have been waiting for for a long time. Because God knows your name and he knows your address. He knows exactly what you are going through. And those of us in here, I want to say to you, none of you is here by accident. Let me, let me, let me, let me share with you how God works. God hears the prayers of his people. And God answers the prayers of his people. So when you pray, when you pray, God decides, I am going to answer. So how does he do it? He puts in the father of the house the desire to bring in the people you will need at that particular time. And in the people you will need, God puts his word. So that when the speaker stands here, He's standing here to declare the word that God has put in their spirit as a result of your prayers. So tonight I stand here as a result of somebody's prayer. Somebody has been praying. Somebody has been calling upon the name of the Lord. And God has heard you. And he put in me the word that will bring change. So, you do not need my whole message. You don't need the whole message. All you need is one word from the throne of God into your spirit that will change everything. So I pray that your one word will not pass you. Let me tell you how I know this. Let me tell you how I know this. Now I've been, I've been on television, national television in Kenya for about 22 years. In those days when we started, we didn't have the equipment we used to hire. And I didn't know there was anything called editing. 
I just knew I preached 28 and a half minutes. I had somebody telling me five minutes gone, 10 minutes gone. 20, my, actually, not somebody, my wife. She had the cards. And she would say, 25 minutes gone, 28 and a half minutes gone, finish now. And I had to finish. Because I learned obedience is better than sacrifice. So on this particular, every time they came, I looked at the camera and they would say, you are on. And I would say, this is the day that the Lord has made for us to rejoice and be glad in it. I, that was my opening scripture. On this particular Sunday, they, I stand there, they say, you are on. I look at the camera and smile and said, this is the day that the Lord has made. Then I forgot what comes next. And I quickly said for you and I to be happy and to rejoice in it. But the accuser of the brethren was right on my shoulders. And he said, shame on you, Pastor Mark. How can you forget a scripture like that? Are you going to finish this message? And I am saying, get thee behind me, Satan. I am going to preach. And at the same time, I am preaching. So I finished the message. The following Sunday, the program went on air. I saw myself on national television misquoting a scripture. Again, the accuser of the brethren said, shame on you, Pastor Mark. And I said, get thee behind me, Satan. I am going to preach. In those days, there were no cell phones. So the people used to write letters. On Thursday, I received a letter. And the letter said, dear Pastor Mark, I want to thank you for your television program especially last Sunday's message, more so the very first words that you said. <laughs> and he said, and this is how you said, this is the day that the Lord has made for you and I to be happy and to rejoice in it. Then he said, as soon as you said those words, await that had been sitting on me for a long time, was rolled away, and I gave my life to Jesus. I gave my life to Jesus. Oh, man, that lifted me up. That made me know that you don't need the whole message. You need one word, one word that comes from the throne of God into your spirit, and your situation shall change. Now, the theme of this conference, rise up and reign. Rise up and reign. You know what that means? There are people here. Your position is changing. When you rise up, your position changes. There are people watching through the television, watching through the internet, and your situation is changing. Your status is changing. In fact, some of you here, your name is changing. Even your name is changing. Your location is changing. I said your location is changing. Your situation is changing. How does it change? Because Jehovah is going to interrupt your situation. He's going to interrupt your life. So tonight, I would like to speak to you, if I can, on divine interruption. 
divine interruption. I pray that tonight would be the night of your divine interruption. I want to read from the book of Luke chapter number 1. I'll read verse number 26, 27, 30, and 31. And in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God unto a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin exposed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. Verse number 30 says, and the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you shall conceive in your womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus it is important for us to understand that God does not have a watch. He doesn't have a wall clock. He doesn't look at the sun like some of us do. Why? Because God does not live in time. God is outside time. But he has put you and I in time. He looks at our lives from outside. It's like when you are uh, watching in, this, in, the, in a soccer stadium or a football stadium. You are able to see the players in the field. You can see all the lines of the field. But, those who are, but the ref and the people there only see where they are. That's why they need a linesman or the third, the second and the third ref to lift up the flag and say the ball is out of play because the ref is not able to see. But for us who are on the terraces, we can see when the ball is out and say, oh, out. Or we can see when somebody is offside and say he is offside. But the ref depends on the man with the flag. Now, God is outside time. He looks at your life from outside time. And he sees in 2017, on the 25th of May, you will need a word like this. So he prepares a Kenyan to bring this word into this house into your house, into the hospital, wherever you are. He prepares a Kenyan, puts the word in the Kenyan so that God can lift you up and bring change in your situation. So I want you to know, your situation is just about to change. It's just about to change. Now, we have read in the, in, in the scriptures that God, God sent an angel to a certain girl. 
God sent an angel to a certain girl, and the name of the girl is known. It's Mary. This is what I call divine interruption. Now, why should God interrupt my life? Why should God interrupt your situation? Jeremiah 29, 11 says, For I know, I know, God is saying, I know the plans that I have for you. Therefore, whether you know it or not, God has a plan for you. Whether you like it or not, God has a plan for you. And he says, it is a good plan. It is not a plan of evil. It is not a plan of evil. It is a good plan. May the plan of God be manifested in your life. May the plan of God be manifested in your situation. He says, I have a good plan for you, and I know it. It will bring you to the place of your destiny. Now realize that Mary was an ordinary girl. There is nothing special about her. She was an ordinary girl living an ordinary life, doing ordinary things. But God works and uses ordinary people. I am speaking of ordinary people in the city of Harare. Do we have ordinary people here? Do we have ordinary people here? You are the right material for God to work with. You are the right material for God to work with. So God sent an angel. Now when God has a mission, woo, when God has a mission, he sends his angel. You remember when God decided to deliver Israel out of Egypt? He goes and Moses and talks to Moses and tells Moses, Moses, I have seen the affliction of my people in Egypt. I have heard their cry. I know their sorrows and I have decided to deliver them. I have decided to deliver them. So, they are getting out of Egypt. And by the way, Moses, I am not going. You are the one going. You are the one going. So God sent Moses. Now, God sends the angel Gabriel to Galilee to a certain girl called Mary. Now, it is important also to know that many times when the angel comes, he doesn't come flying with wings. 
and in white apparel. When the angel comes, he doesn't come flying with wings. At times, angels come as ordinary people. At times, an angel has a Kenyan accent. At times, an angel has an American accent. At times, an angel has a Shona accent. He has a Zimbabwean accent. I have a question to ask you. Could it be possible that I am the angel that has been sent to come and tell you the time for you to rise up and reign has come? Is it possible that I am that angel that has been sent to come and tell you your status is changing. Your name is changing. Your location is changing. When the angel was sent to the girl, the angel is a ministering spirit to the heirs of salvation. So an angel does not have words of his own. He is a servant. He carries the word of the master. So the angel comes to Mary and he is carrying not his own word, but the word of the master. And the word of God is creative. The word of God is living. The word of God is dependable. The word of God is reliable. The word of God is trustable. The word of God brings change. When you receive the word, that word will change your situation. So Mary is busy doing her chores in the house or in the compound. And the angel comes. When the angel comes, he says, hi, Mary. She's busy doing what she was told to do by her mother. But God has decided it is time for divine interruption. What is an interruption? You will agree with me for many of us, maybe not you, but for us, many of us in Kenya, English is not the first language. English for me is a third language. I started learning English after I was in, when I was in class three. That's when they taught me cup, cow, goat, man, boy, in class three. So I don't know a lot of it. But with my little understanding of English, in an interruption is an act or a happening that has not been expected or anticipated by the interrupted. 
an interruption originates from the interrupter. And the interrupter does not have to ask for permission to ask the interrupted permission for interruption. So when we talk of divine interruption, we are saying divinity is meeting with humanity. And when divinity meets with humanity, all the human challenges are paralyzed. They all get paralyzed. So tonight, your challenges will be paralyzed. Your opposition will be paralyzed. Your battles will be paralyzed. Your sickness will be paralyzed. Your failures will be paralyzed. Oh, how I pray that divinity would manifest itself or himself in your situation and bring change that you will live to remember. Paul, Saul of Tarsus, has been doing some job in Jerusalem, persecuting the church. He has done the job so well that he has been given some paper, some promotion to be international. <laughs> to leave Jerusalem, go to Damascus, and continue with the mission there. So on the Damascus road, divinity decides it is time to interrupt this man. It is time to interrupt the program of this humanity. And on the Damascus road, divinity meets with humanity and Paul, his soul, is down on the ground. He rises out of that place a different person. Your life is just about to be interrupted. I said your life is just about to be interrupted. So the angel comes to Mary and tells Mary, Hi Mary, number one, fear not. Somebody help me, turn to your neighbor, tell them fear not. Tell somebody else, fear not. I came to say to somebody, fear not. Divinity has noticed you. Divinity has noticed you. Fear not. Because there are those who are afraid of what they know and others are afraid of what they do not know. There are those who are afraid of what they have seen and others are afraid of what they have not seen. Some are afraid of what they understand, while others are afraid of what they do not understand. Some are afraid of what has been said about them, while others are afraid of what has not been said. 
But the word of the Lord comes tonight. Fear not. Fear not. In other words, don't live in an atmosphere of fear. It doesn't matter how bad the situation looks. It doesn't matter what information you have received or what you have not received. It doesn't matter the criticism you have received or you have not received. Don't allow yourself to live in an atmosphere of fear. Somebody get annoyed and put your finger like this and say, fear, fear, fear. Hear the word of the Lord. You are not my portion. In Jesus' name. So the angel says, fear not. Fear not. Then tells Mary, by the way, Mary, you have found favor with the Lord. You are highly favored. Oh. You are highly favored. I came to say to somebody here, you are highly favored. The favor of the Lord is upon you. Do you know why you are here tonight? Because the favor of God is upon you. Do you know why you are watching this program? Because the favor of God is upon you. The angel says, you are highly favored. You know I have heard them say that favor is not fair. When favor comes, all protocols are broken. When favor comes, all protocols are broken. And there are people here Here, some of you will get double promotion because the protocol has been broken. I said double promotion. Double promotion. Some here in your family, there has never been twins. There has never been twins. But you will be the first one. You will be the first one to receive your twins. Because you are highly favored. Favor comes to break all protocols. All protocols. They, you have been looking at your birth certificate and it has been speaking to you, telling you you are past the marriage age. You cannot be married. I came to say to you, the favor of God, the favor of God, the favor of God cancels all protocol. Cancels all protocol. I have this 
I have this lady in our church. This, this lady got, got born again when she already had some two, some, some two kids. And she was advanced in age. And she had gotten to a point where she knew, I cannot get married. She was not even talking about marriage. Then she came and told me, God has opened a door for me to go to America. And she went to America. And she stayed there for some months, for some years. After some time, she called me. Her name is Rosemary. I can tell this because I, she would be very happy to hear it on television. She called me and she told me, Pastor, I want you to come for my wedding. You are going to do my wedding. Instead of laughing, I told her, Rosemary, you don't play with like that. When you, when you make a call, you talk. You don't just play. I don't have time, time to play. And she said, no, Pastor, it is not a joke. I am getting married and you are the one who is coming to marry me. I asked her, have you, has somebody seen you? And she said, yes. I told her, listen to me, Rosemary, if your wedding is in America or Australia or China or Congo, wherever it will be, I will come. I will come. Why? At that time, Rosemary Rosemary's birth certificate is saying 59. And I sure went. I knew I was not registered to do weddings in the U.S., so I told her, I will come and preach, then your pastor will join you. And I went there and I preached in Rosemary's wedding. And it was beautiful. May the anointing for favor weddings, the anointing for favor weddings come upon you, come upon you, come upon you, come upon you, wherever you are, in the name of Jesus Christ. The angel said, Mary, you are highly favored. And the angel with a Kenyan accent, is saying, you are highly favored. Somebody say yes. Somebody say yes. When the favor of the Lord comes, things change. So the angel tells Mary, you are Favored, highly favored. It is the appointed time to favor Zion. It is the appointed time to favor Zion. Then, the angel does not stop there. The angel says, number three, you shall conceive. Oh, you shall, you shall, now somebody say, I shall conceive. I declare tonight, the night of conception. 
I declare tonight the night of conception. So the angel says, you shall conceive in your womb. You shall conceive in your womb. In other words, your womb is going to carry something that is going to change you, change your position, change your location, change your name, change your resources, change your finances. It is in your womb. It shall be in your womb. You know, as well as I do, that every one of us here has a womb. And some have two. Every one of us has a womb. Some have. Those of you with the two wombs, you will conceive in the womb you want, or in both. Now somebody help me, I declare my life will never, ever be the same again. In Jesus' name. You see, what he is saying is, you are going to start conceiving new ideas. There are people here, there are people here who are going to conceive business ideas tonight. <laughs> business ideas tonight that will make your location change. That will make your status change. There are people here who are going to conceive ideas that will change your village. That will change your village. That will change your community. There are people here who are going to be the first in your family to do what you are going to conceive here tonight. In your family, nobody has ever done what you are going to do. There are people who wrote you off. They have written you off. They have looked at you and they have said, this one is finished. This one is non-existent. I came to say to you, by the ideas that you conceive tonight, by the ideas that you conceive tonight, your life will never, ever be the same again. Somebody say yes. Somebody say yes. This morning we said prophesy. 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 Prophesy to your village. Lift up your finger like a, an annoyed prophet and declare, my village, my village, my village. 
Hear the word of the Lord. My village, my village, my village. Hear the word of the Lord. You shall not hold me back. Anymore. In Jesus' name. It does not matter how many witches you have in your village. It does not matter how powerful those village witches are. I stand upon this altar and how having corporate anointing. There is corporate anointing here with the ministers here and we paralyze the operation of your village witch, your village wizard. We paralyze their operations in the name of Jesus Christ. Now, like a, like a man or a woman full of faith and confidence, address that village witch and say, my village witch, my village witch, hear the word of the Lord. Hear the word of the Lord. Your time is over. In that village. In Jesus' name. Amen. Give the Lord a shout of celebration. You shall conceive. Sit. Sit. You shall conceive. May new ideas be birthed in you tonight. May you miss sleep tonight writing new ideas. May great companies, great companies be birthed tonight, be conceived tonight in the name of Jesus Christ. Maybe in your village, nobody has ever seen the inside of a plane. I came to say to somebody, you shall be the first in that village. You shall be the first in that village. Why? My season to rise up and rain has come. Somebody say, my season to rise up and rain has come. And I am not sitting anymore. I am rising up. In the name of Jesus Christ. Let it be so unto you. May 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 you rise up and reign. May you rise up and reign. 
in the name of Jesus. The word of God is creative. So it doesn't matter how far you have gone or how advanced you are in age. There are those of you who have two wombs. You, and in one womb you are conceiving new ideas. The other womb is supposed to conceive children. And by the anointing upon this altar, we release the word to open up your womb. It is God who closes a womb. It is God who opens a womb. May the wombs of those who want children be opened tonight in the name of Jesus Christ. May you conceive children. May you conceive twins, triplets, and a quadro. Let me, let, me give you, let me give you this story as I head to the conclusion. Back at home, in Akuru, we have a fellowship. We are having a fellowship a number of years ago. We are seven couples. Among these seven, there is a couple that has been married for five years, and they have no baby. We are talking about the God of Abraham, the God who is never too late. So we have talked about the God of Abraham. And then they say, Pastor, you know what? We, we need a baby. We want a baby. We, 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 want, we want a baby. So we said, okay, kneel down. We laid our hands on them and prayed a simple prayer. Lord, open every passage that needs to be opened for this couple to have a baby in Jesus' name. We told them, go home. Sure enough, they went home. After some time, after a few months, we started noticing that the wife was becoming very, very healthy by our standards. And she was getting healthier and healthier and healthier. After nine months, she went to the annex hospital in Akuru so that she could deliver a baby. Now, when she got there, they checked on her. And they told her, the baby is not turning. So what do you need to do? You need to walk around so that the baby can turn and get to the birth canal. And the lady is walking. She goes up the stairs, down the stairs. They check on her and they tell her, no progress. Keep walking. And she walks around. It goes down the stairs, up the stairs. They check on her. No progress. I am speaking to somebody here who has been living in the land of no progress. You have been living in the land of no progress. Where you are is where you have been for the last 10 years. People get employed. You train them, they get promoted, they leave you right there. Others come, you train them, they are promoted, you are left right there. 
Why? No progress. I came to say, stagnation is not your portion. I said, stagnation is not your portion. Lift up your finger again and declare stagnation, stagnation, stagnation. Hear the word of the Lord. Hear the word of the Lord. You are not my portion. In the name of Jesus Christ. You can't stay in one position, ear in, ear out, ear in, ear out. No, 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 no. Maybe you are a pastor. You are a pastor and you are struggling with a hundred members. You have done everything you know how to do, but nothing doing. You are struggling with a hundred members or 50 members. I came to say to you, tonight, 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 you are coming out of a land of no progress. You are going to break that barrier in the name of Jesus Christ. For two weeks, two weeks, this lady is in the land of no progress. I have no idea. Somebody tells my wife, that Mrs. So-and-so is in Annex Hospital. She's been there for two weeks and has not gotten a baby. And I was mad at the devil. I got into my car, picked my wife from where she was working. We went to the, off, to the hospital. We found Mrs. Morango walking around <laughs> in the land of no progress. We walked to her room. And I asked her, tell me, are nine months over? She said, yes, pastor, and two weeks on top. <laughs> I told her, according to the laws of God, a baby is to stay in the mother's womb for nine months. So I have come to speak to this baby and invite the baby to Kenya in the name of Jesus Christ. I, I told her, the Bible says, if two of you shall agree on earth. Let me ask you a question. Are we on earth? Are we on earth? Now the Bible says, if two of you shall agree on earth. As to what to ask, it shall be done. And this apostolic team here is standing in agreement with you. I said, we have an apostolic team here that is standing in agreement with you. That tonight you are coming out of the land of no progress. And I told her, do you agree with me? She said, yes, pastor. Now listen. We, I told her, let's pray. We joined our hands. It was myself, my wife, another lady friend, and her. We joined our, our, our hands in the hospital room. 
And I started praying. When I started, I started like a Presbyterian. <laughs> then I graduated a little bit to charismatic. <laughs> then Pentecostal, full gospel. By the time I was concluding, the nurses had already had somebody making noise in the hospital. So they decided to come and find out who is this idiot making noise in the hospital. When they came, they peeped. There is a car window, a glass. And they peeped. They saw us holding hands. They listened to what I was saying. And I was saying, oh God, when we come tomorrow, we want to see the baby and the mother safe. In the name of Jesus. You know, when I started preaching, Bishop, I didn't have these mics. I just preached. So I got used to preaching. And at times I forget that I have a mic. So the sound guys have a problem. So I am praying in the hospital. The nurses are a peeping. When we said amen, they left. We did not know that they were peeping. But the husband to the lady came in. When the husband came in, the lady told him, please capture this. She told him, you go home. In our bedroom, drawer number two, there is a parcel there. Bring it to me. Those are clothes for the baby because the baby is coming tomorrow. Somebody say yes. The husband asked, what did the doctor say? She said, uh-uh, don't worry about the doctor. You bring me the clothes. The baby is coming tomorrow. How are you feeling? He asked. Don't worry how I am feeling. You bring me the clothes. The baby is coming tomorrow. The husband had no alternative. The following morning at 8.30, the phone in my house rang. There was a man on the other side. And he said, Pastor, praise the Lord. I said, Amen. Pastor, praise the Lord. I said, Amen. Pastor, praise the Lord. And I said, Brother, you, I don't know whether you ladies know that men don't know how to get excited. For us, we are happy inside that we are a father. But the excitement, even holding the thing, holding the baby is, uh, is, is something hard. So this guy didn't know how to get excited. I told him, brother, and he told me, pastor, the baby has come. The baby has come. So at one o'clock, my wife and I went to hospital to welcome the baby to Kenya. We found the mother and the baby in the room. And I asked her, tell me, how was it? Listen to what she said. Pastor, when you prayed, I did not feel anything. But I knew the baby is coming tomorrow. When I went to bed, I was not feeling anything. But I knew the baby is coming tomorrow. At midnight, I didn't feel anything. But I knew the baby is coming tomorrow. I do not know 
How many of you know that your status is changing? Right now, you don't feel anything, but you know. You don't feel anything, but you know. You know. You know. You know. Your situation is changing. Say yes. Say yes. Say yes. In other words, your feeling is immaterial. Somebody help me preach. Turn to your neighbor and tell your neighbor, your feeling is immaterial. It is immaterial. Now capture the word that you have received. Stand on that word and see your situation change. I prophesy to you, there shall be testimonies, multitude of testimonies, multitude of testimonies in this house and through the internet. And those of you watching on television, you shall have a testimony. Then, that is when she tells me, I, did, I, we didn't, I didn't feel anything. But at 4.30 in the morning, the baby started knocking and saying, I want to come to Kenya. So she said, I pressed the bell to call the nurses. The nurses came and the baby arrived in Kenya. After they had taken care of the baby, the nurses came back and told me, we now believe that your God hears and answers prayers. We now believe. They said, we now believe. They told her, because last evening, when that man was praying, we heard him making noise. We came and we peeped at the door and we saw you holding hands. We were wondering, what is he going to do? But now we know your God hears and answers prayers. I stand here to tell you that the God we serve, the God we serve, the God we serve hears and answers prayers. He hears and answers prayers. That's why this conference is here this week. That you may rise up and reign. Your season of reigning, your season of reigning has come. Let me give you this last one and then we, hear, we, we are done. The angel also said, Number one, he said, fear not. You remember? And then number two, he said, you are highly favored. And then number three, he said, you shall conceive. Number four, he says, you shall bring forth. I said, you shall bring forth. That means whatever you conceive tonight shall not be aborted. Whatever you conceive tonight shall not be aborted. I pray that there be pastors here who are going to conceive a mega church. A mega church. That you are going to conceive.
the presence of God in your services on a daily basis. That which you conceive tonight, that which you conceive tonight shall not be aborted. It shall go full course. I said it shall go full course. It shall go full course. In the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus Christ. I want you to know that I have come with the word of the Lord. And the word of the Lord is starting to work in your life right now. That word is starting to work in your life right now. Let me ask the apostolic team, just, just come please and let us, let us just release, release that apostolic anointing, that apostolic anointing upon this house, that your life may be transformed. I don't know what you have conceived or if you have conceived or you want to conceive, but I want to say to you, there is an anointing upon this altar you can come and stand upon this altar. You are saying, my season has arrived. This word is my word. My season has arrived. Tonight is my night of conception. Tonight is my night of conception. And that which I conceive shall not be aborted. It shall not be aborted. That which I conceive, that which I conceive shall come to fruition in the name of Jesus Christ. Even if it means getting to the aisle, just get to the aisle. Somewhere on the aisle, just take a step to move from where you are as an indication that I am moving forward. I am getting out of the place of stagnation. This is divine interruption. And those of you watching at home, you could be watching in the hospital. You could be watching in a bar. You could be watching wherever you are, in the office, through the internet. I want you to know that the anointing in this place is found right there where you are. Right there where you are. As these people lift up their hands, I want you too to lift up your hand. For God has remembered you. God has remembered you. Right there where you are. In, the, in all the, this auditorium, at home, in the offices, in hospitals, wherever you are. You could be watching at the airport on your phone. I want you to know that the hand of God is upon you. What us to lift us up? Thanks for listening. For more teachings and videos, visit celebrationmen.org.